We have been talking about how God and the things of God are very real, amen? This relationship, this opportunity that you have to be in relationship with the creator is an amazing opportunity. It is a privilege. It's been something that's been gifted to you. And so this is something that's been on our heart as of lately. We want you guys to understand and recognize how vital and how important it is, this relationship that you have with God, amen? So as we end 2022 and we're going into 2023, I have a question for you and I want to know, where is your trust? Where's your, without hesitation, Charlie's trust is in Jesus. Amen. You can go home. Okay. All right. (laughs) Charlie can go home, but Where's your trust? Is your trust in the God that created the universe, the one that hung the stars, the one that put the moon and the sun in the sky, the one that put trees in the ground, the oceans and the seas and all those wonderful things? Is your trust in that or is your trust in you? (laughs) I love your honesty. I love your honesty. But hey, no, here's the thing. Hey, it's okay. We've all been there. There's, there's been many a times where I trust in myself more than I should, right? You know, the Bible talks about his ways are higher than our ways. So I don't know why in my own mind, in my own thinking, like I, gotta, I got this. You know what I mean? Like we all think like we got to be self-made. Like I got to do this. I got to grind. I got to work hard. But let me tell you this. It is not about your performance. It's about the performance of Jesus. Amen. And it's about what he's done and what he can do through you and within you. But you have to trust that Jesus, God, are both who they say they are. Do you believe that God is who he says he is? Do you believe? Do you believe, Tori? Yes, you do. Amen. So here's the thing. As we move into 2023, this is what I want to challenge you to do. Trust less in yourself and trust more in God. Amen. Where's your trust? Matthew 11. I love this scripture. It's the one that we go to a lot. I just love it. So I can't get away from this. Every time I go to senior high, I talk about these things. I'm tired of talking about it. Here's the thing. We have worries. We have burdens. We have cares. We have these weights. And these are very real things that you guys are dealing with. But what God is trying to say tonight is, trust me with these things. Trust me with your concerns for your life. Trust me with these decisions you have in front of you. Trust me with the circumstances that are going on in your life. Trust me with your battles. Because he has those answers for you. He has what you need to get through all these situations because of what Jesus has done. Over here in Matthew 11, starting in verse 28, Uh, going to verse 30. It says, Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. This is part of the promise. This is part of what Jesus came to do in this world. When he died on the cross, when he shed his blood, when he broke his body, when he did all those things, things were set into motion to where you no longer have to shoulder your own burdens anymore. You no longer have to work on your situation because God can work your situation because now you have access to the Father. Amen? 
Because what Jesus has done, you have now been put into a righteous position. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, he who, know, who knew no sin became sin so that way you and I might become the righteousness of God. This position that you've been given, this position, this access to the Father is so incredible. But we have to believe in this relationship. You have to believe in this relationship when Jesus says, come to me. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Carry my heavy, carry your hair. Come to me, you that have issues. Come to me, you that have anxiety. Come to me, you that's having relationship problems. Come to me, that doesn't know how to talk to your parents. Come to me, that doesn't know how to deal with your teachers. Come to me, who doesn't know how to deal with failure. Come to me, and I will give you rest. These situations that you've got going on in your life, these thoughts that you have up here, these things that you've got going on within your body, whatever it might look like, physical, emotional, spiritual, Jesus said, come to me and I will give you rest. I will give you insight. I will give you wisdom. I will give you provision. A lot of, not a lot, another translation of this scripture. I don't want to say a lot because that's not true. Another translation talks about how Jesus is our oasis. I love that picture. I love that imagery because an oasis is a place of like life and provision and sustenance and a place that is in wilderness or chaos and where there is no life, where there is no sustainability. And we as believers, we are out in this wilderness. We are out in this world where there is no life, where there is no light, where there is no stability. But Jesus says, come to me in the midst of, of the uncertainty, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the wilderness, and I will give you rest. Whoo, I'm feeling it tonight, guys. It's good. God is good, amen? Amen. And he says, and then let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Where's your trust? Is your trust in the words of Jesus or is your trust in what you see on the outside? Is your trust in the words of Jesus or the thoughts in your own head? Is your trust in the words of Jesus or how you feel in your body? Where's your trust? Let's pray. I want to get our hearts ready to receive this tonight. Father God, I just thank you right now as we enter into your presence and we dig into this word, Lord. I believe that you're gonna challenge us, you're gonna stretch us, and you're gonna tell us that it's so much better to trust in you than trust in ourselves. I pray that you give us courage and boldness and wisdom to do these things that you're asking us to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. He's so good, guys. Over here in the book of James 1, verses five through eight, it says, if you need wisdom, Ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking for when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything that they do. I love that it says, if you need wisdom, if you need direction, if you need understanding, if you don't know what to do, ask our generous, look at that. 
I had a feeling when I put that water right there, I was going to kick it over, and I did. Anyway. It does have an open, but it's fine. I appreciate your concern, TJ. It's going to be all right, though. It's going to be fine. But it says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God. I love that word generous because that generous means ready to give all of, oh, let me just look it up. I, had a, I, I don't want to mess up the definition of generous because that would just be really, you know, not definition of definition. That's weird. Why would I do definition of definition? Okay, generous means that it's showing a readiness to give more of something. So our generous God, our God means that, he, oh, it says he's a generous God, means he's always showing readiness. He's always eager to give you insight. He's always eager to give you wisdom. He always is ready to help you, but only if you want the help. Only if you go to him, only if you come to him will you receive the help that you need. Only if you go to Jesus and give him your requests, give him your issues, give him your anxieties, give him your fears, then you'll receive wisdom. Then you'll receive wisdom. Then you'll receive insight. Then you'll receive answers. But it says that when we go to him, trust that we'll receive from him. Believe that we'll receive from him. And the best way I don't know how to describe this, the best way I don't know how to, to show this is, GW, would you come down for me, sir? Because you're a strong boy, strong man. So here's some things. I'm not going to give these to you yet. I wanted to make them seem like really like, Ugh! all right, this is right here. These are my wife's weights, and uh, she uses these for workouts and such, you know, got to stay active, stay physically fit. These are things, these are her weights. She, let me use these now. These are issues that I've been dealing with. These are things that I've been going through. And so a lot of times we hold on to these things. Maybe we take these upon ourselves and we're like, look, I'm dealing with this stuff with my friends. It's not a big deal. It's, it's no big deal. It's fine. You know, it's, it's college and riff and all that things. That, like I'm having issues with them talking to me and whatnot about these things. And I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know how to navigate these conversations, but it's fine. I'll just hold on to it for myself. It's not that big a deal. It's fine. It's just a three pound weight. And I could probably hold on to this all day. Maybe, I don't know. After a while, I'd probably get pretty heavy. But the point is, eventually, this weight would become noticeable for me. Or maybe it's something that's even bigger in my life. Like it's something that I'm actually having a really tough go. Maybe I've got an ailment in my body. Or maybe I've just been overcome with crippling anxiety. Or I have depression or all these things. And sometimes I'm like, God, take this away from me. And I hand it to Jesus. I come here on Wednesday night. I'm like, God, take it away from me. God, take it away from me. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't want to feel this way anymore. And so I hand it to God. But I'm still thinking about it. I'm still dealing with it. I'm still going through it. I'm going to God and I'm seeking wisdom, but I don't really, I don't really want the wisdom. I, I feel like I need this. This is who I am. You know, I got to deal with this. I got to figure this out on my own. I care about this. I care so much. These are my friends. This is my body. This is my thought life. Take it from me, Jesus. But yet, I still have it because I care so much about it. You know, these are my friends. These are the people that I love. These are the people that, that, I, that I want in my life. You know, they mean a lot to me, but I don't know how to deal with them. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Take it from me, God. Take it from me, Jesus. 
but yet I still care. And yet I still deal. Because I think a lot of times when we give these things to God, what I feel like the Lord is trying to say tonight is, is we never fully let go. We don't fully trust that God can actually handle it. We don't fully trust that he can give us the rest for our souls like he tells us he can when we give him these burdens, when we give him these fears, when we give him these doubts. But this yoke that he talks about, that he wants to give us, that's easy to bear and the burden is light, how am I supposed to take it up if I still hold on to what I have? How am I supposed to take something from Jesus if my hand is still full? If I finally give off all these things to, to GW, he now has 18 pounds. That's a lot. He's very strong. He's holding all of it. So jealous, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> but now my hands are empty because I fully have surrendered these things to God. You know, we just celebrated Christmas. John 3, 16 talks about how Jesus came into this world to, to save us. He, he, he gave his son to, to save us, not to judge us, not to condemn us, but to rescue us from this world. Those that believe on him will be saved, but not just saved from eternal damnation, but saved from the issues of life. Amen. Saved from the burdens of life. Saved from the weights of life. Thank you for saving me from the weights of life, GW. You're so good. You're so wonderful. You're so kind. You can... Take those? I don't know. You can, or you can just put them down. I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> but when we come to God, we have to recognize that we are then releasing these things unto him so that way we can now accept what he has for us. We can now accept the provision. We can now accept the wisdom. We can now accept the insight because now we're not concerned. We're not focused on these issues because we are not the ones dealing with it anymore. Amen. Jesus is dealing with it, amen? But we have to believe that. Over in Hebrews eleven six, 6, it says, without faith is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and he rewards those who seek him. Amen. Those that draw near to God must believe that he exists and he rewards those that seek him. You know, as I, as, I, as I think about this scripture, I, I feel like there's so many people that are coming near to God, coming near to Jesus, coming near to the things of God, but they don't really believe who he says he is. They don't believe that he is the God that sent his one and only son to die for us. They don't believe that he is the God that truly created the universe. He don't believe he's the God that, that made it to where gravity is perfectly able to make us stand on this earth and not fly out into space. They don't believe that that is the God that did all those things, that when we come into a place like they don't believe that. So therefore, they don't receive from him. Amen. Believe, trust God is who he says he is. Over here in Romans 8, 28, it says, we know that those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And I actually want to read a little bit past that because I was looking at it today and I was like, ooh, that's really good too. It says, uh, 31, 831, it says, what, out of the ESV, it says, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, would he not be, oh, hey, how will he also be, how do you read that? How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Meaning that God was so willing, 
so willing to give his one and only son for you, how much more would he be willing to give you? When you don't know how to deal with emotional stress, if he was willing to give you his son, I believe he's willing to give you some comfort. When you don't have the wisdom or the knowledge on how to repair that friendship that maybe has some issues and you guys have been rocky and maybe you guys have had a fight and you guys have had a little bit of a tiff, that's an old word, a tiff. You guys have been having an ordeal. How much more would the God of the universe who created the son be willing to provide restoration for broken relationships? For those of you that that want to have a good relationship with your mom and dad, or, or, or other guardians. Maybe you guys have had issues and you're not seeing eye to eye on some things and you just don't know how to navigate it. You don't even know how to talk to them. But God says that if you draw near to me and you believe in me and you come to me, those that don't know, those that are weary, those that are carrying heavy burdens and you give that to him, that's when rest takes place. If God is for you, who can be against you? So we gotta kind of change our perspective on things. Over here in Luke 18, 15 through 17, it says, one day some parents brought their little children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But when the disciples saw this, they scolded the parents for bothering him. And Jesus said, for the children, Jesus called for the children, he said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. I have two small children now, and they trust so much in me that it's somewhat, it's kind of crazy and a little bit dangerous. I mean, there's times where I'm standing next to the couch and my daughter just thinks dad's going to catch me and just goes. And I'm just like, I wasn't ready. Oh my gosh. And I caught her just barely in time. But that's what it's like is, is Evie knows when I jump, daddy's going to catch me. Daddy's going to be there to catch me. When I jump, he's going to be there. And, and that's similar in this, in this instance. We have to have that much faith in our God that, that when I know, when he asks me to do something, he's going to be there to catch me. Or hey, when, when, when God needs me to do this or do that, I believe who he says he is and he's going to be there to see me through. Do you trust that God is who he says he is? Do you trust him like a father or a mother? And maybe you don't have a good example of a father and mother, but it says that even like you earthly fathers and the ones that are good know how to give good gifts, how much more could our father in heaven bless you? He's so good, guys. He's so amazing. He's so wonderful. And he just wants so badly for you to do this life with him. I mean, in the very beginning, that was the idea, right? God created Adam, not Adam Ule. I mean, he did create Adam Ule too, but I'm talking about Adam, you know, from the beginning, beginning. And he wanted fellowship. He wanted this, this community. He wanted this family. He said it wasn't good for man to be alone. Amen. And that's why he created Eve. But ultimately, like, we were meant to be doing life with God. And now because of what Jesus has done for us, this access to do life with God again has now been restored. You've now been justified by his blood. You have a legal right to be in the presence of God. First Peter 
5, 6, 7. Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. At the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. Humble yourselves, recognizing, I can't do this. I can't do this without him. You can't do school without God. You can't, you can't drive without God. You can't, you can't interact with difficult people without God. You, there's so much that we're supposed to do in this life naturally and supernaturally, and, and it all needs to be done with God because that's the highest and best. The highest and best for your life is a life with God. Amen? Amen. He wants you to humble yourself. And, and, and humbling just basically means like, I, I can't do it without him. I recognize that, that in, in the scope of myself versus the creator, the creator wins. Amen? Amen? Give all your worries and cares to God. Amen. For he cares for you. Don't carry these things anymore. You're not meant to carry it anymore. Matthew 10, it says, if you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. If you give up your life for me, you'll find it. These things that we care about, they're very real. I'm not trying to belittle any of that. Your thought life, the things that are going on in your body or maybe the relationships that you're dealing with or maybe it's just a little bit of confusion about whatever's going on in the world right now. All these things, if we try to hold on to them, if we try to do it in our own strength, if we try to take care of it in our own insight, in our own wisdom, in our own understanding, if we try to do our life on our own, we'll lose it. And maybe that's not necessarily death, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to die. <laughs> it just means that some of the things that you care about or some of the things that you're holding on to, they might not survive in your own strength. Maybe you'll get lucky. But what God is saying is if you come to me, if you come to me and you give these over to me, if you fully trust in me, I can help you. The burden I can give you is light and it's easy. And I even love that little portion there where it says, let me teach you. Because I think that maybe there are some people, maybe even in this room tonight, where maybe you've been walking with God for a while, but you're not really sure if you actually believe in all this. You don't really know because you think you're supposed to, but you've never really fully given it over to him. You've got one hand on your life and you don't wanna let go. But what God is saying tonight is you release this to me. If you release this to me, you'll have more freedom than you ever thought you could imagine. You'll have more peace than you could ever thought you could imagine. He says, let me teach you. Let me show you how to walk in the way and the truth and the life. Let me teach you and show you that I'm humble and that I'm gentle and that this life that I've called you to it can be easy with me. Trust in him more than yourself. Amen? Amen. 
I wanna pray for you guys real quick. If you guys would bow your heads for me. Father God, I just thank you so much for every single one of us in this place tonight, Lord. I pray that as we leave these walls tonight that you give us courage to put our trust fully into you, Lord. To fully release this, 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 this want and desire to have all the details about all these things that we have concerns over, Lord, but knowing that if we just hand it over to you, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it feels like. We know and believe that you are who you say you are, that you are the miracle worker, that you are the deliverer, that you are the provider, that you are the restorer, that you are the helper, that you are the comforter, that you are the one that can help me in this life if I just go to you. God, help remind everyone in this room tonight just how close you are and how easy it is to believe in you, to trust you, and to do life with you. Thank you for that, God. Amen.